Hello, and welcome to the Pest Control Marketing Podcast with your host, me, Hal Coleman, uncensored and unplugged. Pay attention, take lots of notes, because you're going to find out exactly how to get more new customers, more referrals, and grow your business. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuide.com. Well, hello, folks. This is Hal Coleman, and welcome to yet another episode of the Pest Control Marketing Podcast. Here with my good friend, mentor, and business partner, the one and only Mike Stewart. Are you with me, Mike? I am with you, and I love doing these podcasts, but you know what? I like today even more. You know why? Why? Because we have a guest who may actually be smarter than me, and I might learn something. Well, any guest we could choose would be, well, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Thanks but, uh, a lot. Yes, With we friends do have like you. <laughs> we do have a guest, and not only is our guest uh, quite a well-known figure in the pest control industry, but he's also been a friend of mine for I don't know how long, uh, probably 25 years at least, uh, Jeff Annis from Advanced Services in Augusta, Georgia. Are you with us, Jeff? I am right here, Hal and Mike. Good to hear from you all. Awesome. Good, man. You, how are you doing, Jeff, during the uh, COVID-19 uh, sh- shut-in? Are you being shut-in, or are you going out there sailing and playing tennis every day? I never changed anything that I was doing the whole time. So well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I, th- I wish more of us had have been like that. You know, we're, well, but we're, we're, we're learning slowly, so... But I'm glad to have you on here today, Jeff. And, you you know, before we kind of get into things, I want to establish, you know, your social credibility here. It doesn't need to be established with me, but for folks who are listening and don't know who you are, tell us tell us a little bit about how you, uh, your history in the business and, and what you've done up to now. Well, Hal, when I was a senior in high school, my, my dad, who was about a, at that point about 20 years in his own small pest control business, dropped dead. In November that year, I graduated from from high school the following spring. And then about a year and a half after that, I I started going part-time to college to help my mother run their pest control company called Anna's Pest Control right here in Augusta. Then about four pest routes, termite treater guy, inspector guy, a couple of folks in the office plus her. And back in 1984 revenue, y'all, that was about a $300,000 operation. Um. These days, of course, would be a lot more, but that was 1984 money. I started helping her out in 1977. So I worked my way up through there from, from soup to nuts, didn't know anything. Finally, finally got uh, certified in 1981. And then, um, believe it or not, uh, 
by 1985, I was president of Georgia Pest Control Association at age 29 because I knew then, do it while you're young. Don't wait till you're 90 years old like when Hal Coleman did it. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait until you get older. You'll be wiser and you won't want to do it. Oh, yeah. They should (laughs) always get people 29 years old to be president because that that way you're excited. We, We changed the due structure. We did a bunch of stuff that made people angry that year. It was great. And then, um, but my mom got prostate, I mean, not prostate cancer. My mom's a woman. Mom got colon cancer in 1983 and she decided to get out of the business. And so she sold the business to some guys and I worked with them from 1984, 1985. But in the January, 1985, I left them and we started a brand new company in Augusta with 70 competitors who weren't really doing anything that wrong, Hal. But we said, I said, well, we don't know how to do anything. And we also knew no one would hire me anyway. So I said, let's start a pest control company. That's the best move. Everybody said, that's stupid. I said, well, if everyone says it's stupid, it must be right. A man after my own heart. Yeah. So uh, proceeded to do that. We started in in the fall of 1986. It took us uh, 10 years, 1996, to get up to where we did a million in revenue. But um, now that that was the first 10 years was not exactly what I call my blessed period because that was so hard to do, you know, going from zero to a million because we were doing it the hard way. We were doing it mainly with residential stuff and mainly with recurring revenue. So it was hard, harder than most people would, would have to do now. And also that's 1996 money we're talking about. So that's not as much as a million or a lot, lot less than a million dollars feels like today. But my thing about it is how, um, well, now now we, we're about a $500,000 a month pest control company. And and while I still own it all, um, I retired about 10 years ago. But it was only about four years ago that somebody noticed. Now, that, that tells you exactly what how much I was really doing. Um, so they've just, been pay, they've just been paying you to stay away from there. Well, they, they weren't sure what I was doing. All they knew was that it must have worked. Because they all still, you know, 50 people had jobs. So, and, they, and we had good paying benefits. So it was fine. But uh, I officially retired four years ago and, and put in the guys that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that kind of run the company now as a t- leader team. And you, you've met them all, you know, Bowen, yeah. Dina, and Hiro, and yeah. uh-huh. Shelby, and Dina, and all, Christy, and all those folks. Uh, I still own 100% of Advance. I partially own that small company in South Georgia, uh, Green Frog. But what one thing that, that I, I wanted to make sure everyone understood was that uh, I I literally come from doing pre-treats out in the field when it was 30 degrees or when it was 130 degrees. I come from getting in attics. I come from going to see Miss Johnson when she was mad about the termite repair. I, I've done everything that you ever can imagine because I started it doing it from a very young age, a long, long, long time ago. And um, I am at my core. I'm not a, businessman at my core i'm a bug man and i had to actually learn uh through lots of difficulties how to be a businessman while at the same time being a pest control expert too yeah and and you know that's that's what i really want to kind of talk about today now you you mentioned something earlier you said it was four years after i retired before anybody knew i was gone and that that's the key there is that your company being able to 
to essentially move right on ahead and grow and be profitable without you with your finger on everything. And, you know, we have so many people out there who, uh, they're hanging on to their business like a wolf by the throat. You know, you don't like it, but you don't dare let go of it. And I remember many, many times in the past when I had my pest control business, I'd run into a competitor and small company. And, and I would say, uh, uh, are you going to the, to the, uh, pest control conference next month? And it's a, I'm not go. I can't go to a pest control conference for three or four days, man. I got a company to run here. I can't, I can't turn loose and do anything like that. And I just kept hearing that over and over, you know, uh, 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 you you want to go hunting for a few days? Man, I can't take off and go hunting for three days. It's like their company would be totally gone when they got back, you know. Right. So you you are the master, and and I've admired you and watched you and been in awe of you for for many years on how you have been able to uh, to build a successful team and teams within a team and teams within those teams and getting, being able to get the exactly the right people for the right job and get them trained and hold them accountable and show them what to do. And, and, and talk a little bit about if I was a, if I uh, were talking about the, the company with maybe less than five people, maybe two people, maybe a one-man operator, but that has a vision of growing their business. They have a vision of someday being a Jeff Annis and having a $6 million business that they don't have to uh, be there every day. Can, can you kind of talk to them? Yeah, give I can, a- Hal. And, and you know what? I, I tell you, it's, there's, a, there's a sentence. I'm going I'm to give you my, my sentence. It's not the leader. In other words, it's not you who makes the organization successful. It's the organization that is how it's the team, whether it's one, two, three, or four, it doesn't matter, or 50. It's the team that makes the leader successful. And so if you don't build that team, if you don't build those people that are on your team, the, the first, second, third, fourth person you ever hired, if you're not building them with the care and attention that you would if you were cutting a a giant diamond, then you are going to be nothing but the hardest working guy making the least money possible for as long as you can imagine. It is all about the team, but you as the leader, you have to be really, really, really responsible for weaving that vision, inspiring those people to do this hard work. And, and build what I call the competent organization that does things successfully and consistent, consistently day in, day out, according to the design that you as the leader, Hal, you have, you've woven this wonderful, this wonderful company out of the work of these people. But you have to sell that wonderful vision and that purpose of what you're doing and why. And and good people will latch on to you. Well, well, how how do you do that? I mean, how do you get how do you get good people? You well, know, how- we we have a we uh we pest control guys. You know, uh, we're blue collar guys, and and almost all pest control companies are owned by somebody who started out like you and I did, drilling holes in concrete foundations and trenching and treating houses for termites and pest control. So we're hard workers. We're we're 
uh, committed to what we do. We're honest. We believe in giving people more than what they pay for. We take care of the customers, but we're not necessarily natural business people. So when when I get ready to say, well, I need help, you know, I'm working uh, 11 hours a day, six days a week. I can't do anymore, and I got to have some help. Where do I go? What do I do at that point? Well, if you normally when I start digging into that with people and, and whether they've got one people or 10 or 20, it's always the same thing. The first thing they say is uh, a, a big list of stories about how uh, they are people that they picked. They, there's 7.4 billion people on the planet, and they picked the one lousy person that they could to put in that pest route and have them go out and mess up their business. They picked the wrong people, Hal. Y'all, if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you right now, every single company out there, whether it's one person or 10 or 100, there's one or two people in that group that are holding the whole team back, but the owner leader won't get rid of them because someone's got to do the route. I've heard that, Hal, I've heard that a thousand times. You probably heard it from me because I've been there and done that more than I care to admit in the past when I owned my company. Well, that is the most serious illness you can have because uh, they hurt everything about your team and it holds the whole company back. And and whenever they finally do get get up the courage or whatever it is, or the person finally steps on the last landmine, that, that business owner always says, I should have done that a year ago. I should have done that six months ago. I should have done it. I've had them how I should have done that five years ago. I had someone just tell me three months ago, you know, so-and-so, I, I, you know, they, they've been with us a long time, but, you know, I've caught him stealing three times and I just can't let him go. I said, well, wait a minute. He's stealing. You, I mean, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, well, he fills his wife's car up with gas. Sometimes I have to scold him because he didn't turn in the $60 Miss Johnson gave him. I said, wait a minute. What? Said, yeah, but I can't let him go because, you know, a lot of the customers really like him and they'll call and say how good he is. And I don't worry if I got rid of him, I don't know what would happen. Well, what would happen is you might have an actual company instead of this patchwork of, uh, of bad people running around in your logo truck. People, yep. say, I, that's real. That's a real true to life story from 2020. And then you oh, wonder I'm... why, you wonder why you, you don't have a, a company. It's a problem. I'm sure it is. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a, I, I told somebody one time, I said, having a bad employee is exactly like having a bad tooth. You know, it hurts, but you just keep enduring the pain because you're just afraid to have it pull because you're afraid it'll hurt worse. You well, know, it'll cost it'll cost you money. It costs two hundred dollars to get it pulled. If you wait till it abscesses, how it's going to be three thousand dollars. And it's like it's like the person it's like the person who is in a bad marriage and stays in it for years simply because you know what we do, Jeff. We get comfortable being uncomfortable. And That's right. At least I'm in a bad marriage, but at least I know what to expect, and I know wh- what I can say and what I can't, what I can do and what I can't. And if I file for divorce, that's going to be a painful, miserable thing to go through. Right. And I got to start all over again. So it's just kind of the same thing. 
I know. And it's the same thing with this, Hal. Um, we, we really have – that's the reason it's so hard to go one, two, three, four routes because, Hal, when you've got two pest control routes and it's you and maybe your wife's answering the phones a little bit and now it's going to cell phones, it's a lot easier now. Uh, when you're trying to build up through that period of time, the very first person that you hire in the second and third, they have to immediately make you cash flow. They got to immediately make it for you because if they're not making you cash flow, you can't afford to grow one more, one more account because you're, you're down. You can't, you can't go up from two employees to three employees and, and you still get paid. So they've got to be very, very good. And they've got to be very, very profitable in our industry. So you can go from one to two to three to four to whatever, 40 routes you, you have. Everybody has to do it. And you know how it's the same. It's the same if you have 35 routed guys out there running full speed all day, having a great life. Um, you still can't have one of them mess up or, you, or you'll be a headline in the evening news. They yeah. did something. And so um, you have to build this great, competent, loyal team. But it, the same people that are complaining about their, their bad employee, if you start digging down layer after layer, there's something wrong with that leader. I'm going to call them leaders, owners, whatever you want to call them. There's something wrong with them. And, and nobody, the reason that one reason that they're like me, the reason they started their own company is because nobody would hire them. And so they thought that they had gotten out of being managed by others or being judged by others by starting their own pest control company. And believe me, when I tell you on Sunday morning, if I go up to the Publix down the street down here, did you know that on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, if you saw me in that Publix, did you know that I'm dressed about right? I polo shirt and some shorts. I shave. I make sure my hair looks good because I might run into a customer. I might run. I don't run red lights or, or get caught driving down the road with an open bottle of tequila. First of all, it's probably not a good idea. Second of all, I don't want to embarrass my team. I don't want people to hear that I did something bad. The first thing you have to do as a leader and, and to be successful in business is you need to be somebody that they want to be. I want them to want to be me. I want them to, I, I think, and I'm. they all know I have an airplane. I have a nice airplane. I have a nice house, a nice wife, nice car. I'm a good tennis player. I go fishing when I want. I want everyone there to be me. If you don't want everybody in your team to be you, you need to look at yourself. And they and they, and let me tell you how they all could tell you chapter and verse what I've been through to get to here. And they all know that that story. I haven't had to tell it to them. Yeah. But you need to be you need to be someone that, that they want to work with, not work for. If you if they start working for you, you're done. So how do I, up. if I'm the little guy and I need somebody, how do I find them? How do I find some? Do I just put an ad up that says hiring? Uh, what what do how do I get from here from from not having anybody in mind and needing somebody to having this really good person working for me full time? Is there some steps in there that I need to go yeah. through? Well, one thing I would do is I would contact Hal Coleman and Mike Stewart, and I would say, "Listen, boys, it all starts with my video on my Facebook. It all starts with my f front page of my website. It all starts with how people are." how people are perceiving me in the marketplace. If you go to my Facebook and, and the owner's making a little speech on there, or you look at the Facebook for that company, you're going to know 
hey, is that a place I want to work? Now, if I go look at your pest control Facebook and website, I can tell you just like you can and Mike Stewart can. You can look at that thing and, and for 10 seconds and say, that company's got it on the ball. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I can tell. Look at this, 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 and this. And and you can tell. Now, you go to the other guy and you go, well, they don't even have a Facebook. You go look at the, look at the trucks going down the road. Is that truck got a nice wrap? Has it got a good, you know, it's got a good symbolism on the vehicle? Uh, when you when you meet the guy, how that we sell pest control every day at the gas station. They meet my guy at the gas pump. I actually recruited a really good tech the other day. I don't even work there. And I saw this really nice looking guy from another company. And he looked like he is all on the ball, all shaving, looked like a million bucks. And I, and I gave him an advanced services it had our logo on it. It was hand sanitizer. And I said, I bet you could use this. I handed it to him. He looked at it and said, advanced. He said, he said, yeah, I can use this, but they better not see it in the office. I said, well, stick it in your pocket. I said, call them up sometime. If you want to look for a job, it's bugstopperjobs.com. And, um, but it, I tell you what, I can't say enough about the, the things that y'all do for these guys, Hal, you and Mike, I, I'm not going to tell you his name. I got a guy that I've been working with for about four or five years. And you know, between me and you, he's already over a million dollars. And he says, well, you know, I've been working with Hal Coleman and Mike Stewart. And that one year he sold more stuff in December than he'd sold the previous four months. How do you sell more stuff in December than you've sold the previous four months? Because Hal Coleman and Mike Stewart changed his daggum website a little bit. Well, it's you know, it's uh, it's not a mystery. It's not it's not magic. It's just that there are there are things that some people need to be doing that they're not doing. And 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 you know, to market your company well takes work. Just like finding the right employee takes work, and training the right employee takes work. So it's easy to just put an ad out there that says help wanted and somebody comes in and and they got two arms and two legs and they can and they can see and they come walking in and they got a little bit of experience or maybe they don't but they're available and and what we see sometimes is relief this is relief for me this is you know i've been in in this game for the three quarters and i haven't been out for a play and now they're putting somebody in relief and i can go sit on the bench and rest a little bit that's what people see and that's just not the right thing to do is it and now here's a word from our sponsor google pest control marketing grow your business like never before call 770-993-0004 did you hear that that is a jingle but more than that it is an audio logo and what i call a marketing earworm but you know that's a bug that's a worm you want in your local market on youtube facebook spotify and podcasts like you're listening to right now yes you should do a podcast as a pco but we'll talk about that another time you want your market singing Google your name, what you do, and your phone number. Simple, but it works. If you want to cash in on this marketing bonanza, go to pestcontrolmarketingjingles.com to learn more. Or just call me, Mike Stewart, at 770-826-3662. Or call Hal Coleman at 770-993-0004. 
and we would love to show you how to do what we call search and call advertising with earworms. And oh yeah, it works on that old-timey technology of radio and television. Why don't you call us today and learn more? Google Pest Control Marketing Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-0004 You know, I've been in in this game for the three quarters and I haven't been out for a play and now they're putting somebody in relief and I can go sit on the bench and rest a little bit. That's what people see and that's just not the right thing to do, is it? No, it's not. And, and you're really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I diligently now um, still keep up with things, you know, as a kind of in, there's an ownership role, but the problem with being a one, two, three, four person guy, you have to use, you have to do the ownership role. You have to be the number one thinker and the number one vision spinner. You got to make sure everybody understands the what, why, how we're doing that work and the way we're doing it, what are, you've got to understand that they have to simply be able to know what your core business is. What are you trying to do? You, you've got to make sure they understand the core business. I've found $5 million a year companies, even bigger than that, where the, the rank and file people in the business did not know how they make money, didn't know who they were out to get as new customers, didn't know why they were making the money, who would get the money if they did make it, why it was great to work there or not. Uh, they're big companies. But then I've run some companies like the one we're talking about that we, you and I and Mike work with a little bit in South Carolina. His, his folks all understand what they're doing and why. They understand the kind of services they want to do. They know we want to do their pest and mosquito and we want to do their termite all, all at the same house. They understand that's the way we grow our business profitably. And and we train our folks, you know, we're, we're a profit sharing workplace and we train our folks. Here's how we make the money. Here's how we lose the money. This makes it work. Well, this breaks it. And we tell them and we explain it to them that, that they know all our numbers and how we do things. And um, they understand why we do what we do. And, and if anybody has a question, they can call one of those leaders hey, in fact, they all have my cell phone number too. Sometimes I get a phone call and say, hey, I want to know about that. And we're transparent. We tell everybody everything. And, and when you're small, that's how we grew it, how with great people. Because those people that you know how, some of those people have been there 26, 27 years and, and been there since the first time we hit the first million. Some of those people are still there. It's a lot easier if you keep great people for 25 and 30 years. It's a lot easier if it's the same great people. Yeah. And and uh, so tell us a little bit about your recruitment process. I know you don't just if somebody walks in and fills out an application, you don't just say, well, OK, this looks good. Can you start Monday morning? Come in and be ready to go to work on the paper. You don't do that, do you? No, it's a lot harder than that, but it's also easier. The, the main place we get our people from is from our great people. Our great people bring in that guy they know who just got, you know, bumped around. Here's how we tell people this. We say, if you know an A plus person that's working in a C plus or D minus job place, workplace, we want to hire that A plus person from that C and D and F workplace. So when the great, no, I, I don't even want to know about pest control. I just need to know if they're that really, really, really reliable person 
that loves to do things kind of, in fact, in most jobs, y'all, we need folks that love to do repeated things over and over and over the same way. So we need someone who's got a good disciplined way of following instructions and, and sticking with it. And we need people that just absolutely love making other people happy. So yeah, they, you, they got to make I tell people always, always hire for personality because you can train anybody to kill a cockroach. Uh, and so, but, but you can't, train somebody to have a good personality and and like with my clients i'm working with them and they're going to hire somebody when they need i I do an i do a phone interview with that person before they hire them but i don't want a picture i don't want to know what they look like or anything i want to do the interview not knowing what they look like because you know when when somebody calls them or a customer uh, they call a new customer they're not going to know what they look like either so I just interview them and have a conversation with them to make sure they have good communication skills, to make sure that they're open and answer questions and, and use, use good grammar and uh, et cetera. You know, so if they, and I don't know anything about their background. I just want to have a conversation with them, see what kind of personality they have. Well, one good thing you could do from the upfront is engage with them. Nowadays, you want to be doing some texting with them, see how well they text you, how fast they text you back. Three or four times you're talking to them on the phone. You might even go ahead and do a Zoom interview, invite them to a Zoom meeting. So they're on their phone or on their iPad or on their computer. They boot up a Zoom meeting, have the Zoom meeting with them, ask them a bunch of questions. But how you got to ask them some, you got to find out if if they're good people. You've got to say, I get a question I really like. Uh, And I'm not a lawyer, so ask your lawyer first. But I always ask them, tell me about a time at work where you really messed something up. What happened? Now, if they don't have a story about how they messed something up or how they made a mistake or how something went wrong that was their fault, then they haven't been to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we find out pretty fast uh, what are they transparent enough to be on our team? Because I need you to be able to tell me about the time that something went wrong. Maybe you underproduced. And I, I know they remember these things, Hal, because I, I got a bunch of friends who are great athletes, and they, I tell you what, the most vivid memories in their mind was, you know, it was it was third and three, and the coach told me to run the ball, and I threw a pass. It got intercepted. The other team ran it back for the touchdown, and we lost the game. They remember that. They remember yeah. this stuff, Hal. So they know when they messed up, and and then you interview them about about things like that and find out more and more about how transparent they are. And you also find out about what make what they did in their past that they're most proud of. If they're most proud of, if they start mentioning great things, what their team accomplished, oh, yeah, we hit our sales goal nine months out of 12. Uh, we had the biggest revenue year ever. Our profits were through the roof. We did all this, that, and the other. You know, my wife got that new job over here, so I had to move from Brazil to America or, you know, from California to Georgia. Um you find out why they move, how they move, what their wife does. You find all kinds of good stuff about them. But if they go around just saying, well, I did great, but my boss was terrible. And so he was a jerk and he fired me. Well, I need to know if that's how their view of the world is. Because that's not really probably the guy that it's probably not the story I want to hear. Even if it's true, that's not the story you should tell. I need to find somebody who takes a lot of pride in the success of the team they're on, 
because for at our company, we're only good as the guy next to us. And so we want to build a great team. I, I don't need a bunch of, you know, I, no football team would be very good if they had 11 Tom Brady's lined up to play the Super Bowl. Do you know how many Super Bowls Tom Brady would have won? None. None. You yeah. need a big, come big guys up in the front. We don't need 11 Tom Brady's out on that field. He's a great athlete. He's a good-looking guy, right? But he ain't, you know, we, it takes a team. So we don't, we don't hire on the all-star program. We hire great team players that love to keep people happy, make people happy. We love honest people that have a real diligent work approach. How I've got people, I, I couldn't tell you, almost nobody takes a sick day. This almost nobody takes, it's just unheard of if someone's out sick, unheard of. We have to force them by our, by our ways we do things. We have to make them take their paid vacation. Yeah. Because they don't want, they enjoy their work. They don't want to be gone. And what so, do you do about that, that employee that, uh, you know, they're out sick every now and then, and then you're kind of a little, skeptical of what's going on you know they turn in their work every day they they uh they do okay they really don't get any customer complaints hardly ever uh but they're they they don't look that bad they they don't look that good they can always kind of you know they'll do stuff but they give you that look and you know that like they're not good enough to promote and then not seem to not be bad enough to fire. You just, you just don't enjoy them being there. And maybe that, what, you know, that borderline person, how do you handle that? Well, I've I've done a story about that. How here's what it is. You've got employees. You rate them all on a one to 10 scale, one to 10 eights and nines and tens is what you're going to build your entire future on the eights, nines and tens. Those are, and you've got to be able to clearly describe to me what makes someone an eight, nine, and 10. And you'll talk about reliability and profitability and consistency and, and all of that. They're always trying to learn more, do more, be better. And they're always smiling. And I just love, I love when they walk in the door, the eights, nines, and tens. I love when they walk in the door. Well, my theory is, and, I, and I'll challenge everybody on this one now. It is this. If you, if you don't have all eights, nines, and tens, if you've got a bunch of those, uh, you know, really the worst ones are the, are the six sevens, the five, six, sevens, because they're not good enough to keep and they're not bad enough to fire. If you've got a bunch of five, six, and sevens on the team, you're a dead man. And, and you need to, but you've got to tell me now, Hal, you've got to say, tell me what makes him a seven. Well, these three things. So if he didn't do those three things the way you're talking about, he'd be an eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the way that I talk to that person. How can I talk to that person so that they know what makes them a seven or a six and what they need to do to become an eight? How do I have that conversation? And believe it or not, y'all, the way you have that conversation is you have to ask them a question about it. Let's say they miss one. They tragically don't show up for work because of a sudden illness every five weeks. You call Hal Coleman and say, Hal, you do a great job. I tell you, there's, do you know the one thing that really kind of is a stick in my crawl about your performance around here, Hal? And you look at me and you go, well, I don't know what it could be. 
Well, what's the one thing that you think you've noticed that, that we really don't, it really is a problem for us around here with, with the way you do your job. I can't imagine what it is. Well, normally they're going to say, well, you know, I guess, you know, I have migraines and every, every four five, six weeks, I'll have a bad migraine. And, and, and you know, usually it is on a Monday. Is that it? Is that it, Jeff? Is, is, is that I miss a, a day every four five, six weeks? Is that, is that a big problem here? So, well, do you know what happens when you call in at 7.30 in the morning when you've got 8 o'clock stops scheduled on the schedule? Uh, well, I guess you have to find something else to do them. Well, frankly, let me tell you something, Hal. I have to jump up. I have a, you know, I was supposed to go to the Lions Club at noon. I was supposed to go see Mr. Johnson. At four. I had to reroute my whole day because I had to jump in and do your job that day. And it really messes us up. And then the guy scratch, you know, how you scratch your head and you say, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to go to my doctor and I, I'm going to work with him on finding a better thing to keep my migraines from happening. Now, I don't know if he even really had migraines. I'm not by y'all. Y'all don't talk to them about their migraines. It's none of your business. He needs to understand that it's a, no matter what causes the problem, he can't just pop up and miss one day of routed work every five to six weeks. Cannot do that. You cannot do that and be our company. Yeah. So I've got to, I, I can't go and just tell the guy, you got to quit missing work. That's crazy. Get out of here. If you do one more time, I'll fire you. If you're going to say that to somebody, just fire them and go find somebody. It, but you, if you can, if you can nurture them by asking them questions and bringing them on board with the way they're supposed to behave as compared to the way they've been behaving, then they'll catch on if they're the right person for your team. They'll catch on, and it doesn't matter what it is. They have a, you know, every third day is very low production. Every now and then they do the paperwork wrong. You just have to ask them questions and make them admit to it that that's what's going wrong, and then work with them specifically on fixing that deficiency. But pest control guys are pest control guys. We're not great human resources people. We, and we don't have, we don't think we have the time to have a 15 or 20 minute conversation to, to nurture this person back into that line to where he's going to be a, a he's going to go from a six to a seven and then from a seven to an eight. Cause I only allow, we only allow eight, nines and tens at the company. And I will tell you this about how if I had, if I had five sixes and sevens, our profit level would be in the, in the, you know, three, four, five percent a year profit level, and I'm gonna tell you that the new zero, the new zero in in, uh, in owning a pest control company, ten percent net pre-tax profit is the new zero. So at the end of the year, if you didn't make ten percent of of all the revenue, it literally showing as an operational profit, then you're in serious trouble, serious, serious trouble. Because you can blink your eyes and have a 10% change in your performance. Yeah. You can't be down there. Well, so, Jeff, this is, this is, we're going to kind of have to wrap it up here, but this has been awesome. Now, you do some, some coaching on for people on how to build teams, don't you? I mean, some yeah. consulting. If somebody was listening to this podcast and they said, you know, I'd like to talk to Jeff about helping me put my team together how would they get in touch with you well they could just send me an email uh bugman at bugstopper.com bugman at bugstopper.com and what i normally do is if 
anyone listening to this, this that y'all know from the from your podcast and you and mine, if they say, "Hey, I heard you on the podcast. This is my problem," and he sent it to me, I will send you back. Now I'm gonna do just what I did the other guy about being late or not showing up. I'll send you back some questions, and I'll make you think about it, and then you send me back those answers. And again, you'll have thought about it. And then from that, I'll call you and we'll have a 15 minute conversation. Um, I'm just like Hal and Mike, you know, 75% or 85% of what we do is just free to help everybody. And if there's some resource I have that, that you end up spending some money, which would be very rare. Um, if there's a course I'm teaching or a class and maybe, you know, maybe Hal and I'll put something together for another one day class sometime for y'all. Uh, we'll have something we can sell you and do with you. But most of what I'm going to do for you is free. And, and uh, unfortunately that's about what it's worth, but I'll ask mm-hmm. you to answer some questions. It'll get you thinking. And I, I'm good for these 10 to 15 minute conversations on the phone. So uh, shoot me your questions about bugman at bugstopper.com and I'll, I'll help you uh, very efficiently help you. And uh, Mike and I do the same thing. Folks, if you'd like to uh, have a conversation with me and identify some low-hanging fruit in your business, it uh, won't cost you a penny, and you can reach me at 770-993-0004. If you'd like to talk with Mike about your online marketing or jingle or uh, so many other things he does involved with SEO, uh, videos, uh, Mike Stewart, 770 Two six three six six two, and uh, with that, Jeff, this has been great, and I I appreciate you uh, joining us here today, my friend. Any last thing you want to say to people? Yeah, I got to tell them all this, um, and how you 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 met my mother when you were back working for the state like forty years ago. I, I mean, think that was in nineteen seventy five. Yeah, I, that was when I was still in high school. So bless my heart, uh, Hal Coleman. And, and I've known Mike a few years too, goes back. Um, y'all don't ever do anything bad. Y'all don't do anything wrong. Y'all don't do anything greedy. And when, whenever Hal, Hal Coleman, when you've told me that I needed to do something with the way I did my business and I did it, I won. And everything you've ever ta- taught us to do, taught me to do, taught my techs to do, that we've done it, we've won. And I, I believe in you and I believe in, in Mike Stewart. And I think y'all are probably worth about five times whatever it is y'all are undercharging these people. That's another story, but uh, y'all are a great bargain and a great resource. And I've seen what y'all put into your clients because I've talked to them. Y'all are miracle workers, but the client has to do the work. Ah, amen. They do. They do. We, uh, you know, I kind of got, a, you know, the old philosophy, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him to fish feed him for the rest of his life well i had a third one on to it you know if he refuses to fish throw his ass out of the boat and feed him to the fish and give his fishing pole to somebody else that really does want to fish exactly that's true well thank you hal thank you mike stewart thank you for having me on today thank you jeff and folks thank you for listening to this episode of the pest control marketing podcast thanks for listening to the pest control marketing podcast Be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes and on your phones and in Stitcher on your Android. But more importantly, go to our website, pestcontrolmarketingpodcast.com. Subscribe to our email list to always be notified of new episodes. 
You're never going to want to miss what we've got coming up next, and you never know what we're going to be able to do to help you with your pest control marketing.